0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24 7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream. Let's get underway. Uh Wow, wow, wow. Saturdays were made for this. The biggest names and the biggest games are right here. Triple M rocks the NRL power. To our mates at King G, welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub.
1: And it's lovely to have a company uh, for a couple more hours, Ryan Girdler, Brent Reed, Mark Guyer. My name is Tony Squires, and gee, what a game of footy, the Panthers uh, over the Storm 12-10. Uh, and in no small part, uh, thanks to the work of Brian To'o, who joins us right here, right now. Uh, mate, congratulations, not just on the result, but uh, the spectacle. That was a five-star game of rugby league.
2: Hey, man. Thanks for having me, eh?
1: <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Did you sense from the outset just the intensity and uh, how good a game of footy you were putting on?
2: Oh, yeah. It made it, like, ten times more better, especially with the crowds. Um They really made it uh, ten times more special than it already was.
3: So. Yeah. Brian, <laughs> you had a fair old game yourself, Brian. Um, <laughs> yes. you, you, you've made a great start to your NRL career. What's it been like?
2: Um, uh, yeah, no, I always pinch myself every morning, you know, when I wake up and, you know, just to, um, just to wake up and, you know, um, you know, uh, do what I, do what I love, uh, obviously, you know, get up and wake up for training and just, just doing that on a daily, you know, it's a dream come true.
4: Hey, Brian, tell us about that last five minutes. It was an absolute scramble. Kate will try, short kickoff. Now, where were you? You're on the left wing. You're on the left yeah. wing?
2: Yeah, I'm on the left wing.
4: So you're on the other side. You're with big kicks. Now he finds a way to get over to the other side. So what were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Where were you? Relive that last little moment for us.
2: Uh, so what, what I was planning on doing, I was going to just go all out and chase the ball. But then again, um, I just didn't want them to you know, come back on the same side if I was to go back on like on the far side to the right side. So I kind of just hold, like, held back on my my edge. But... Uh, yeah, just just saw this big, blonde, uh, bushy thing just <laughs> run all the way. Yeah, just run from one side to the other side. we <laughs> ended up saving the try.
4: What, what was it? So, so when we were all sitting there waiting to see, trying to see whether or not uh, it actually got the ball down, what was Kick saying? Did he say, nah, I was under him? And what was the chat like waiting for those final decisions?
2: Yeah, no, it was like a big scramble. You know, a lot of the boys are talking you know. He got it down and a lot of the boys are saying, no, nah, he held it. So I just went up to kicks and I asked him, did you, did you like, hold it? And he's like, yeah, I've got it. I'm fucking with the big man thing. <laughs> it's a no try. Well, I was telling the ref, I was like, no try. Yeah, kicks, it's no try.
5: There's a big influx. In this current Penrith team of uh, Mount Druitt boys, two double seven oh baby, and uh, yeah, yeah baby, yeah baby. Um Mich- Jets, you're you're from there. The old Jets, what a club. Um, you've got you know Jerome Luai, you've got Moses Liotta, um, you've got Critter from the Sinclair Comets. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a humble background that sometimes make what you're achieving even the more better, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's it's mad coming from like humble beginnings, especially when um, we're like embracing that kind of culture, like, of where we're from. You know, we're not afraid to, you know, tell everyone, like, you know, where we started and where we're from. You know, people talk about, you know, Struggle Street and, you know, that's where Mountie, like, it's all about, you know, being Struggle Street and being from the area. So I think it's it's pretty cool that we get to, um, you know, show, like, show, show everyone, especially from the area, you know, that, you know, dreams can come true.
5: Family plays a big part in your life, and I I love it. I know that you've got a special um, memory of your late sister that inspires you daily, and the way you're playing footy, Brian. I'm telling you now, you you rep rep on us around the corner, mate. There's something that's driving you, and it's it's something very passionate.
2: Yeah, no, family family always comes first for me. um, You know, uh, especially for my sister. You know, she gives me the wings to to um, do what I what I do best, obviously, on the field and, and also off the field as well. She always, um, I always keep her in my mind to always stay disciplined and always have the right attitude and the right mindset.
6: Tell us,
4: brother. tell us a little bit more about uh, the injury to Dylan Edwards. He's been a big part of the uh, the team for the last couple of seasons. Now, he went off at half-time and, and we saw uh Tyron May go to the back. How's it looking for Dylan? Do you know any more about that?
2: Uh I'm not too sure. All I, all I saw was he said that his hand was broken. And he said that it happened in the last, like, two minutes of the first half. Yeah. So just keep on, you know, It's pretty mad. And, um, yeah, I think he's pretty sweet. Pretty
4: sure. You guys must have been pretty impressed with young Birdo. Matty Burton has been a lot of speculation around him over the last couple of weeks. and a big job to do on uh, Thursday night. How do you think he went?
2: No, Bert killed a like you know, he's a he's a young club man and um he's pulling it down at um this south Wales cop so um when he came into uh to escort this well, last week, we were just telling him to just make sure he does what he does best and um just try to back himself and we'll cover him on the left side so yeah
3: Brian, when you got a week weekend off like this what do you do with yourself how do you how do you chill how do you relax
2: Oh, uh, I never know I always just keep back with the family and just <laughs> Yeah, just kick back, back man, enjoy it.
5: <laughs> play some, play some tunes, baby. Play some tunes. Yeah, play some tunes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mate, you're you're very strong. You break
3: a lot of tackles. You seem like I mean, not the obviously not a backing down the front. How much do right? you weigh? How yeah. much do you weigh, Brian? How, how do you go on, and how do you go in the gym?
2: Far out. There's so many questions, haven't hey, there, you was only two there. there was, only hey, two was there you there have for last you can night. It, buddy. How much do you weigh? Uh, right now I'm 96. Okay. Oh no. Nice. How do you go
3: in the gym? Yeah, I like about 400. <laughs> 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 Look at you, you
4: what, what are you asking people how they go in the gym? You work it's out or something? Strong, you. <laughs> God. you don't work out, Rudy. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Brian,
5: no, Tommy. But I'm actually trash, hey, I'm trash in the gym. But I'm, I fuck
1: up the gym. <laughs> Trashing it. You, you swap sides. In terms of that the skill that's amazing for wingers, what they can do and what they have to do to get that ball down, holding in one hand, was it a, a, that, that kind of of thing and those kinds of skills going from one side to the other was that initially
2: tough
1: uh we've lost brian wouldn't have lost him but he's uh, he seems to be in the tardis and doctor who mm. uh yeah sorry about that brian well that was great though thank you so he's ca- much brian. he's a character You've seen any of the ads yeah. that
5: he's making for uh, the ko um he's He's, uh, he's one of them guys out of the box. He, he doesn't take rugby league seriously. He's got a lot of things going outside of the game that, you know, basically it's all about family, as I said to him. And it's, it's really uh, – it's, it's, it's a pleasure to see a young kid coming through with still level, still level-headed and, and his yep. feet, family uh, planted on the ground because he is. And family means everything to him.
1: Yeah, it's a large family and he's representing them very, very well as he is the Penrith Panthers. That was Brian Toto joining us right here on the Saturday Scrum. Thanks to King G. <laughs>
0: The Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M
1: rocks footy. That game, we just spoke to Brian To'o, but uh, that Panthers win over the Storm, 12 points to 10, the grand final rematch. As Ryan Girdler said at the top of the show, some of the star power had been withdrawn from that game, but nonetheless we were treated to an absolute belter uh, and it ended so dramatically. Why don't we just relive those moments? Two minutes and ten
0: seconds left in the game. He stepped back in field. Then he got it to stage. Then it comes back across to the middle. And who has oh. it now? Oh, he's gone right through. And yeah. a tie. has scored for Penrith. 90 seconds to go, MG. Here he comes now. Moves in. Hits it. sweet. He's kicked it. He's kicked it. And so the Panthers lead 12-10. 40 seconds to go, boys. Here comes the short kickoff. Up they go. Melbourne ball. Well, this could even be a penalty. That could have been Penrith offside.
4: Yeah, they are going to challenge
6: it. Their challenge is unsuccessful. Okay.
5: 25 seconds to go. Bellamy in the box, blowing up the Oh, well, he's saying offside. Look, Bellamy's saying he was offside. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Hughes, Hughes gets it away to Hyde. Hyde
0: steps back in field. Out of one and two. The Sirens. making sure Oldham does not get the ball down here is the decision no try Penrith beat the Melbourne Storm 12-10 wow in one of the great club games one of the great club games that you will see in 2021 the grand final replay it was sensational.
1: Absolutely sensational. Fair bit to unpack there. Uh, was it the Panthers who had the captain's challenge then? I mean, why would they? Yeah. When, when basically all yeah. that could have happened was they look at it and say, oh, it's you a really penalty. should have got a penalty there. It was a bit of a strange one. I'm but, not sure whether they were
4: just trying to slow down, but they just scored the try. I'm not sure they understood what the ruling was, but yeah, it could have uh, come back to bite them, but it didn't.
1: Two teams that uh, have so much to offer in attack, but also in defence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that... Didn't make for a boring game of rugby league. It was amazing, the intensity from the go. Yeah, missing a couple of key players, as we spoke about earlier.
4: You know, you, you kind of knew that might hamper the attack a little bit. And it kind of did. There wasn't a lot of those big moments with it. But I'm not sure whether that was through the lack of, you know, some of those players being there or just the desire defensively from both outfits. I mean, it was a, it was a real collision sport the other night. Like, people that went and watched that live, um, you, there was just people... You know, and yeah, I'm not sure whether you saw it on camera, but just in the background, there were so many times there was four or five players just on the ground, just on their haunches, just you know sucking them in because the game obviously now has been sped up, and um, through the middle, it was there was the ball in play um there was no stoppages because there was limited amount of tries no penalties there was no scrums yep. so these guys were just at it for 80 minutes and that and that's what created the the contest but um in yeah, that moment that last four minutes oh. when kate will scored like mg and i were calling the game and it's got a good step that for a big yeah he moves good really point. well yeah. and we always try and be yeah. sort of impartial when we're calling but we were just so lost in that Tough moment. Margin. Yeah, par for Roger, but par we all, Roger. you know, we all just jumped up. I think everyone did because it was just such a big moment. And then, you know, what Kickout did at the back end of that game—the desire that he showed to get across there for such a big guy that was laying on the ground, you know, five or ten seconds earlier—is that
6: a it wow moment sli- for you, MG? Because I think I
5: heard a wow in the call there. Wow. <laughs> it be, well, it was funny because he'd been sniped uh, just before that, Billy Kickout, yeah. trying to get the, the penalty, and then he realised that the penalty wasn't forthcoming, so he got off off his haunches. Rushed the cross, and out of everything that happened in that game, there's one thing that Ivan Cleary is going to be more happy than anything about, and that's Billy Kickow's hand of God. It was just amazing <laughs> how he got across the big guy. Desperation leads to triumph, and that's exact, that's a perfect ex, uh, explanation on, on what that means. It's he didn't have to be there. He couldn't. It was almost impossible for him to be there, but he did. Um, Looks on the on the flip side, of that Bellamy will say to Olam, if you gave the ball to Hello he's unmarked, mm. and he scores in the corner, and we win. And that's 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 how close this game was. A lot of stars were out, but they didn't. The the intensity of the game was something I haven't seen for a long time at a club level. It was fantastic to watch. But um, Penrith, in the end, I think, we're the better team. I, I, I think Capewell's proving these uh, an uh, amazing buy for the Panthers. Um, just some of the you know Luai continues to improve as a. As a five eight, but Matt Burton, how good! Oh my goodness, my goodness! That kick—we're watching him live, as Ger just mentioned. We call that game. We're lucky to call that game. And when he kicks the ball, it's like when you watch John Daly hit a golf ball—he just, it just goes, it just goes, and it keeps going. He hardly—and the first kick of the game, we had pressure on him from Bromwich. He's put this sixty metre torp, and you know how hard a torpedo is mm. to kick in in normal um play, let alone when there's a a front row bearing down you, but he, he scorched it and that was kind of set the tone for his kicking game all game. He almost got a 40-20. Um, he, he's playing beyond his years, and it's a fantastic buy for the Dogs next year. But doesn't it though, next year.
1: That just completely justifies the Panthers' yes. stance mm-hmm. on Matt Burton and all the stuff about you standing in the way of the kid. He goes out in this great the grand final rematch, plays of an absolute yeah. blinder. He not He's not going to get to play in that environment. Yeah. You know,
4: he might get a couple more opportunities to do that this year. But unfortunately, the Dogs aren't in those positions yeah. yet. And the the amount of experience he'll gain from being in those situations and having those wins and and generating those emotions throughout the year. And possibly being part of, you know, they might make the grand final again. Yep. Who knows what's going to happen at the back end of the year because after a performance like that in a game like that, he's not just waiting for injuries anymore. No. He's this guy's starting to put some pressure on some guys there to perform and who knows, you know. He's almost to in the
5: 17 girls. He's almost yeah, he, he's, the he's
4: big enough to play probably different roles. Yep. yep. Now, everyone thought that Luai would essentially take over the game management side of things the other night and he did to a degree because you need to remember when Nathan plays, Nathan does... You know ninety percent of the kicking, and Luai will jump in every now and again with a short kick, and he's really good at mm. that and that combination on the left side with with kick out and Crichton, and they you know they get to generate a lot of points through those plays. But he doesn't do much of the long kicking. So Burton went into that game knowing that he had to do the long kicking and he had to steer the team mm. around the field. And for the way that he handled that, spoke about it with Brian and the way that the attention's been on him over the last couple of weeks.
1: Brilliant. And and because of the size of the kick, he kicked early as well, early in the tackle count. They needed to kick early. Yeah, so good. Just
3: a quick update out of Brisbane, Tone. The the Broncos have just put a statement out there saying there's no implications for the the crowd tonight, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's just going to be reminders about social distancing and wearing a mask on the big screen throughout the game. But obviously, as I said, this is evolving. Just on that game, I mean, uh, Burton was outstanding, but I thought Cameron Munster in that game was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was. I he was the best player in the park, Cameron yeah. Munster. And, um, you know, he almost got Melbourne over the line. And, uh, you know, I spoke to him after the game the week before, uh, and he'd spoken about wanting to take more ownership and run the ball more. And I thought he did every bit of that against Penrith on yeah. Thursday night. He just didn't deserve to lose that game, Cameron Munster. Tough
4: start of the season for Melbourne. Oh. Like, you know, South City, good win down there. Yeah. Then up to Parramatta, then the Western Sydney double, which these days is a pretty tough one. Tell us, let's go... A little bit more into the, about that tackle. Why wasn't he charged? Everyone saw that as potentially like a hip drop that we've seen yeah. in the past. Now, so, what was the NRL's uh, explanation uh, s- around I spoke
3: that? to Michael Robertson, who's the head of the Match Review Committee, yesterday. And he said, basically, if you watch that, the footage of that tackle, uh, watch it back and pay close attention. As Cameron Munster begins to pull Spencer Linu to the ground, yep. Linu moves his left leg, um, basically moves it sideways. And he moves his leg under Cameron Munster. It's not as though Munster's on his leg and...
4: He's and, levering off it.
3: Uh, or or in, the, in the position he's in, he's going to fall on Lenu's leg. Mm. It's only when Lenu moves his leg under Munster that um, the tackle becomes a concern. So that's mm. why Cameron Munster wasn't charged. Well, do, do you need to biomechanics to uh,
5: understand that. Do you think <laughs> if uh, Spencer Leone was injured, we might have saw a different outcome?
3: I don't think so, MG, um, because okay. Michael Roberts and the Match Review Committee, the reason this hip drop became an issue was because they put it on the NRL's radar. They found it. They uncovered it as a as a, a tactic, uh, you might say, and that's why mm. it became an issue. So they're very aware of it. And, um, you know, Michael was pretty clear that that wasn't a hip drop. Um, that, you know, Cameron Munster basically couldn't have avoided that. If you look at Munster, Munster throughout that whole tackle, he never looks down at Spencer on his legs. He's always looking... yeah up at the ball or at Spencer Lennon's face. So he would not have known that Spencer Lennon's leg was there uh, until it was moved underneath and, and he felt that when he started falling to the ground, I guess. It's mm.
1: been a while, I imagine, since Melbourne have been 1-2 and two to start a mm. season. They always win the first game, as we know. Uh, but then yeah. to lose back-to-back games is is very unlike them. Uh, You know, there is – you will notice throughout the season, MG, won't we, I guess that in terms of the leadership that Cam Smith, you know, kind of keeping things settled in the team, they're going to, you know, struggle at times.
5: I dare say that both their losses against Parramatta and Penrith, if Cam Smith was there, they win them games. Mm. They win them games. He just His management at the the back end of games, the last 20 minutes is where he comes into his own. That's where he slows the game down to his pace. He gets from dummy half, he kicks – yeah, I've got no doubt. I've got no doubt. You know, with depleted Penrith, um, with without Coruscant and Cleary, um, Parramatta, uh, likewise, in that last twentieth, Cameron Smith plays. They're three from three. Do you think Harry Grant makes a
3: difference? Yes, if Harry Grant plays those two games. So
5: they potentially win them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say Harry Grant. If he played, they'd win both them games because I don't think. You know, carries in the same calibre as Cam Smith is, as far as just slowing the game down, and that's what had, that's what had to be done. Everyone was frenetic. Everyone, there was no penalties in that first game at Penrith. There was, we knew that the back end of the game was going to be guys on their haunches, and that's where Cameron Smith exploits other teams. That's where he says, okay, he's he's four players in front of most players who have played this game, a bit like Joey Johns and the and the, the Wally loses of the world. He knows when to to pounce, and in them games that they lost. Cam Smith plays, they win.
3: I think their draw gets a bit softer in the next couple of weeks, Tony. They, yep. they go Brisbane and I think Canterbury after that. So the next couple of weeks... They win them, they're back to three and two, and we're Play all talking go. about them again. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, it was a sensational game of f- uh, football. The uh, Panthers over the storm, 12 points to 10 on the tyre power scorebed tyre powers. forty final sale is on right now. Buy three and get one free on selected uh, Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Hey, Tony,
4: I just want a quick shout out yep. to, a, to a mate of mine, Jeff Place, whose daughter suffers from an awful disease um, TSC, it's called tuberous sclerosis. Now, just putting his physical and mental condition to the test, he's going to do an Ironman triathlon on the 2nd of May. Uh, I think that's up in Port Macquarie, so everyone here at Triple M behind you, mate, yeah. and um, and anyone that wants to find out just a little bit more and support Jeff's great cause can go onto our social socials and check it out. It's a Shocking horrible thing. Dementia,
1: scler- uh, sclerosis. It's uh, you, you get non-cancerous tumors in the brain and other vital organs. It's, yes, yeah, it's quite phenomenal. Yeah, his daughter's nine, well, I'm good.
4: and um, yeah, so anyone that wants to support that great cause, just get in and to our socials, check it out, and good on you, Jeff. Good Do that.
1: You. Well done, Jeff. Thinking of you.
4: The Triple M, Saturday Scrum for King G.
0: Triple M rocks footy.
1: Dragons over Manly, 38 points to 12. It was a terrific win for the Dragons, backing up their win from uh, last weekend uh, against the Cowboys. And we are joined by one of the stars of the Big Red V, Zach Lomax. G'day, mate. Congratulations.
6: Hey, how are you, mate? Thank v- you.
1: Very well. I'm very, I'm very excited, obviously, by what's gone on this past couple of weeks since last Saturday. You boys, two wins uh, in the bank, and for yourself, what was it, 22 points? And you might be on 22 in a row in terms of goal kicking.
6: Yeah, no, mate. I was just stoked to get the win, and in, in front of such a such an unreal crowd with all, all the Red V fans there, mate. It was unbelievable, and to to be able to put a performance like that, especially in the second half, yeah, it was good. And I was just, I was lucky that. Um, yeah, I just got the closing eyes and, and hope for the best of the kicks, and they were lucky enough to go over, mate.
3: Zach Brent Reid here, mate. Um, obviously had a tough start of the year, but the last couple of weeks, um, th- things have looked on the up. Uh, has anything changed? What what what's what's contributed the past couple of weeks? Do you think?
6: Hey, mate. Um, yeah, I just think that the the culture around the around the group is is really good at the moment, and I just think everyone everyone's wanting to play for each other, and, and our coaches. Is, our coaches have, have been drilling that into us and I just feel every player is on board and everyone knows what their role is and everyone's confident confident in, in each other. So I feel like we've been we've been able to do that and we're just trying to compete on, on every play and, and front load our defence and I feel like we've been able to do that the last last couple of weeks. But mate, you know, it's um it's only early and we're we're looking to build off that and um, you know, we're just trying to be be the best that we can be.
4: Mate, you're taking those kicks and coming up with some good results. Is that something that you've always done? You, you spent a bit of time in the off season as fullback, did you not?
6: No, well not not this off season I didn't. Um, the off season uh, prior to that I did. Yep. But Yeah, mate, the the only thing I've, I'm just trying to com- compete on every play and, and just trying to put myself in in the in the picture or the frame as, as much as I can. Now, I feel if I can get in the get in the right positions as many times as I can, hopefully Hopefully things can um, can can bounce my way sometimes, but if, if I can just compete as, as best as I can and, and just do as best as I can for my team, it just helps us helps us go um, a long way to, to winning the game.
4: Well, you become a big target out there for the boys now. I mean, you, still, you if you get results, uh, they're going to keep putting the ball there. What about in relation to you know getting enough ball? How do you how do you feel those combinations are coming along? You're out there with Benny Hunt, aren't you, and Cody Ramsey?
6: Yes, I've got, I've got Benny Hunt on my edge, I've got Josh mm. Kerr as back row, and I've got Mika Ravaloa. uh so
4: oh, Mika, okay. He's, um,
6: yeah, he's, he's an unreal winger to play with, the big fella. Defensively, he's unreal. And, and I guess some of the tries that, that he finishes off, there's probably not too many wingers in the comp that, that'll do that lot like Big Mika. And he's a big body, and defensively, yeah, he's unreal too. But um, I, in terms of getting early ball, it's it's a bit of a tough one sometimes, like especially coming up against, obviously, good centres. And there's a lot of good centres in the comp. They, they they do a lot of video on on your strengths and, and that kind of stuff. But a lot of the time, you're pretty limited to a bit of early ball. So you just sort of got to put a little bit at the back of the field. But when we can, we try and get early ball as much as you can. And I'm sure every centre will tell you that. But um, there's a lot of times where, where uh, you just need it a bit more at the back of the field.
1: You talk about your mate Micka. Did he? Uh, did he try to claim that try at the end there, where you both put, planted your hand on the ball simultaneously, almost?
6: Yeah, he was spewing the He um, he, um, he hasn't let it go. And seen him again this morning, and uh, yeah, he's still off me. But I'm sure I'm sure he will be scoring a fair, few, a fair few, during the during the season. So he come down actually on top of me. I only just reached out and just got it with my. With my left hand, and he come down on top of me, and he's about three hundred kilos. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, he's um he's unreal um, out of my age, that's
5: for sure. Uh, Hook Griffin Zach wanted uh, two things for you guys to look at in this game against Manly. That he wanted a great start tick, and he wanted a great completion rate. A big tick in the second half. I think he completed either sixteen from sixteen or eighteen from eighteen, which is fantastic control. And it doesn't matter who you play, but your forwards are laying a fantastic platform. I thought Varni. He's back to his origin best. I think Tarek Sims getting himself more in the game. Thulimaono, um, he's been fantastic at lock forward. you you got uh, Big Kerr playing in the centres, and I think off the bench, Alvaro and, and Trent Mariner adding something as well. The forwards um, are obviously laying a great platform. They're 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 on a roll at the moment.
6: Yeah, thanks MG, mate. It's um, and you yeah absolutely. You've, you've um hit that right on the head. Our our, um, our middles have been outstanding. I guess you look at you look at our starters in Blake Laurie and and Paul Vaughan in in the front row. block has been unbelievable for us. He um, you know, he's as tough as front rower as, you, as you'll as you meet.
5: How dirty he was he? He didn't get that try yesterday.
6: Yes. <laughs> oh, he was we're all, we're all carrying on an absolute treat too. When we we, we thought he got it down, he goes, "Yeah, I no, got it down, got it down." Because he, um, he's played he's played about sixty odd. Um, games and he still hasn't scored yet, so we let him know, yeah. we let him know every every time. But mate, absolutely, our, our front rollers have been outstanding, and Tyrell has been just been complimenting those two lads, and and we're not missing anything too when when our um, interchange are coming on too. So I just feel like everyone's working for each other. But mate, it's it's only early days too, and we're not we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. And our coach and staff are really good at at um you know keeping us on our toes and. And worrying about what we've got to do next. So I feel like it's um there's a there's a big test for us next week in um mm. in New York up there. So Frizzell. You know, I'm sure. Tyson Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Frizz is obviously, you know, everyone knows what, what what kind of player Frizz is. Um he's a big tall, handsome fella too, so um <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to be on, on, our, on our game too. Gee, he he loves, loves, to he, loves he loves
5: walk around he loves to <laughs>
6: let you know that too, but, yeah.
5: He loves to walk around in skins, doesn't he?
6: Absolutely, he does. He's got no, he's got no arse, but he's a big, tall, handsome lad. Um, but, um, yeah, he um, he's, he has been missed too, but he, he'll be, yeah, real good for the Knights as well.
3: Speaking of big, tall, handsome guys, you've got a blo- bloke back there by the name of Jack Bird. He's a bit mad, Jack. What's it like having him back around the club?
6: Oh, he just brings character to the team. He's an absolute larrikin, and uh, the boys absolutely loving him. I'm sure every team that, that he's been at will say the exact same thing. He's such a good fella. He um he's so good for the team too. He's um he's probably as smart as my younger brother. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, <laughs> yeah. How old
5: how old's your brother? Six.
6: Yeah, something like that.
3: <laughs> he's
5: not the sharpest tool in the shed, old jack is he?
6: Yeah, he um nah, he's a good dude. And um, when when we oh, when yeah. we got him Camp firing, on. he's he's going to be unbelievable for us too.
1: Mate, I heard in Compton there was talk that uh, you got a lot out of the time you spent with the Blues, with uh, Freddie calling you up there. How, how did that affect you in terms of watching how other guys prepare and so on?
6: Mate, it was unbelievable. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and and it's definitely an experience that I'm going to take for granted anytime soon. But, mate, I went into it just being like a sponge. I just went in trying to learn as much as I could. I was happy to just go there, and if, uh, you know, I was happy to cap it. Carry the bags for all the players, so I was just stoked to be a part of it. And um, the the thing that I took out of it was just how how professional everyone is, and people like Boy Cordney is just he just absolutely typifies it. And it's just a it's just a full time gig, you know. To to be the the best player that you want to be and, and be amongst the best players in the game, it, it's a full time gig. It's um, and that that's why they're at the best of the game. So to see them prep for the biggest game of the the year was unbelievable and. It's something that you just want—you just want to be a part of every time.
3: Isaac, hey, can I just take the, take you back to Tyson for a second? I mean, obviously, when he left, he, he sort of—I um, don't know if you would say he left smoothly. It was, you know, dragged on a bit. Uh, but it doesn't sound like there's any sour grapes towards him from you guys. Is that fair to nah, say?
6: Nah, nah, not at all. He, um, he, yeah, he did—he did everything that he could for the club, and he he wore his heart on his sleeve every game, and um, he's, he's such a such a team orientated bloke and loves his family. He's such a family man. And I have so much respect for Frizz and also, also Cam McInnes who's just signed with, with the, um, with the sharks there. That was they're such leaders of our, of our team and obviously Frizz isn't with us anymore. So, um, you know, I wish Frizz all the best and obviously not next week, but, um, <laughs> oh yeah, he, he just absolutely. And when I go back to being an old professional, he, um, yeah, he typifies that he's, um, He's the best one of the best I've seen that's for sure.
4: Hey, there's nothing like a, a win on a Friday night. Now, what does your weekend look like? Do you watch a lot of other games or do you just sit back and relax? Do you go to the beach? Are you going you know, do you focus on the Golden Slipper? <laughs> what are you going to do?
6: <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what. A golden Slipper could be on the cards today. Um, <laughs> who's the tip? Oh jeez, I don't know. Everyone everyone seems to have the best tips ever when, uh, when when this comes around. Normie's Normie's good for Good for a pumpkin tip here and there, but um, <laughs> so is Blake Laurie, but um, I'll, I'll, it'll probably be consistent with some of that. But my my mum and my grand and my partner's down, so I'll just probably be cruising with them a fair bit, I'd imagine. Probably did, eating, eating a bit of home-cooked cooks, home cooked oh food, yeah. too, I'd imagine.
4: Did you, um, do you watch the footy? Did you watch the game on Thursday night? Thursday night, Penrith Storm?
6: Yeah, I did, and I was praying to God that our game wasn't that fast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of that game?
6: Yeah, it was it was a cracker. Um, right at the end, geez, it was I was sort of um, biting at the bit, but it was um, it was good. They're, they're two they're two unbelievable teams, and yeah, they, they just they don't leave anything um, anything in the bag. It's they're always they're always there until until the 80th minute. So it, as you seen, it went down, and I guess it was only just a little pass in, pass at the end that, that could have sealed it. But you look at you look at teams and the way that they scrambled at the end, that's what that's what top four teams do and I feel like if, if we can we can take a leaf out of their books we can go a long way too at the at the dragons. So mate, but it was unreal to watch, sure. Mm.
1: All right, Zach Lomax, what a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh you had twenty two goals in a row. what, what is it has El Masri, Brent? Th- uh, Thirty five I think. Thirty five of <laughs> the M might so you're Almost there. There. Yeah, no pressure. Jeez.
6: No pressure. <laughs> Just only take the ones from under the post from now on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm um, I'm not, I'm not taking anything that's outside the scrum.
0: Wine. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just taking laughs> Make someone else take them, You take
1: <laughs> one in Love it. <front. laughs> <laughs> 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 hey, mate, congratulations. Uh, great to talk to you. You too, lads. All the best. In See Zach. you, Zach. See you, Zach. Bye, Hi, Hi, buddy. There is uh, the Dragons, Zach Lomax. What a good boy. Oh, that's why oh, the Dragons do well, mate. they got yeah. some good characters. they yeah, got some good
5: people in the organisation. And don't forget Cody Ramsey, the biggest character of them all. Yeah, Like, he's just a throwback, isn't he? He's a fantastic, like, game he's great for the game. Triple M
0: Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. There's
5: chili going over there. Oh. Oh.
3: <laughs> Love it though. Love it. Why do you always choose? You the, I, like the, I like chili. I like you know. I like a bit of hot food. Mhm. Oh, that's good. Makes you feel alive. <laughs> I'm
1: alive. <laughs> uh, the Knights and Tigers will feature. Uh, <laughs> For Mitchell Pearce, his 300th NRL game, which is just an absolutely huge milestone. I, I read uh, Andrew Webster's piece in the Sydney Morning Herald talking about that number of games and asking the question, how many of those games had Mitchell Pearce felt you know, good in his skin? That mm. sometimes he's come through, you know, obviously junior, Wayne Pearce's son. There's been a whole mm. range of things. He's uh, well-documented at state of origin level. Uh, when he is that, he's such a powerful player.
3: When he's in the right frame of mind, and he, 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 apparently he's in it right now. When he's not, you know, when he's off, you had to say it. When he's not drinking, um, when his life's in order off the field, Piercy that's when he plays his best footy on the field. When his life's in disarray off it, it, it reflects, on, on, yep. you know, how he plays on the field. Some guys can separate the two, compartmentalise the two, but Pearcey's really never been able to. Um and you know it's a remarkable career. I mean he was he was a seventeen year old when he made his first. How play old be, is he now
4: to be playing three hundred games? He thirty one, no, yeah. 50, okay. He's won, right. uh,
3: you know, he was the youngest player to ever reach two hundred games. Yeah. Mitchell yeah. Pierce. Um I spoke to Fitzy about him the other day, because uh, Fitz Craig Fitzgibbon was his first captain. Um and it's funny, his first game was up in North Queensland against Jonathan Thurston, who was a, the bane of his existence for you yeah. know <laughs> the best the most of his career. Yep. And you talk about where he ranks, I mean no, appears he was a bit unlucky in many respects. He's hurt himself a lot with what's happened off the field, but you know, he's stuck behind Thurston and Cronk and he came through an era where Queensland dominated origin. I mean he's he's never played for his country because he was stuck behind you know, the, the greatest Queensland yeah. team of all See time. Future um, yep. So, look, he's been a great player for a long time, Mitch. And I think at times what's happened off the field's overshadowed that, but you know, he's a competitor. He and he trains hard and at times he partied hard and he plays hard. You know, he's a bit of a throwback in that sense.
5: Yeah, much more lined, isn't he? He's he's he's, he's brought a lot on of himself at times, though, yeah. that's the. Problem, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and, you know that's that's. But to, as you said, play first grade at seventeen, thrust into the Origin arena at nineteen, um, be the youngest player in the in our game, which is since nineteen oh eight to play two hundred games. Is it's all these little milestones he keeps ticking off along along the way, and now he comes part of an elite club that only I think what forty. Players of forty-one, going, him, forty-one.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, you know, over the, again, over the, the period of our game, that's such a good accomplishment. It's something you should be very proud of. And I, th- I, I don't think, and this might sound crazy, but I, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I, I don't think we've seen him without kind of a, a back, a backdrop drama in his life that lets him play footy with total focus. I think if we see th- two or three years of him just having no dramas outside of the game. I think that Newcastle will get the benefit out of that. I think that with him, him along with Ponga up there, and the way they're going with Frizzell now up there, um, they're starting to open up a little bit of a, a grand final window. Um, their forward pack with you know, Saifiti and clamor um, and the back with Barnett, who's a future Origin player, I think. Um, I, I just think that their Piercy is one of them guys who can can show them how it's done. And when he's the first two games this season, great, fantastic. Um, big game against the Tigers, I suppose, over this weekend. But if he can keep on that trajectory of, of just having nothing else phasing him, I, I think he could play until he's probably 36, 37. Because he doesn't... He might be 400 only one major, if he does. Well, he could, he could goods. He could be the next in line. I think he's only had one kind of major injury. That was when he first went to Newcastle, when he missed a, a bit of footy. But he, he looks after himself as far as fitness goes. And so he's... Congratulations! What a what a career. He, well, does, and does he a career. loves the game, but, and he says you know he wants what? to he,
4: keep playing. He's super tough. Yeah. He turns he plays every week. He plays with injury. He plays for a halfback. He plays of a, with a really f- physical attitude, and I think that's why players like to play with him. Sometimes he's touch. He struggles with that part of the game, you know. But but he's always willing to put his hand up, run the football, come out of the line. Gem up in defence and I think he, and he's always had a, gr- a great long kicking game and I think sometimes, um, you know, the people will question some of the, his feel for the game in those big moments and I know that he's taken the Roosters to the Premiership and, um, with a lot of good players around him, but in those Origins, when the big moments happened, I mean, that people always say, oh, he, he puts it dead or he just doesn't have the feel in those big moments. He did give
1: that pa- pass to Blake Ferguson <laughs> who tiptoed yeah. down that right-hand touchdown uh, pass back into Teddy. and It wasn't and that great to see him come
4: yeah, back and, and win that series and, and because he really deserved that uh, and he's played a lot of Origin games and um, he's a he's a real warrior and he's a real competitor and wishing him all the best today.
0: <laughs> the Triple
1: M. Saturday Scrum
0: for King G. Triple M rocks
1: footy. Now, I was interested to read during the week uh, about sides and their bogey team, the team that no matter where each of them is travelling on the ladder, they seem to have a problem beating them. I wasn't too surprised that for most of the teams in the competition currently that Melbourne's their bogey side. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they just just beat everybody. But was in, in your day, MG, when you were playing, was there a side that no matter where each of you were, you thought you might struggle?
5: Yeah, a couple, actually. Canberra were always very, very hard, especially in Canberra. Um, I don't remember winning too many down there. And um, 1990, obviously, they won against us in the grand final. We had retribution the, the year later, which was lucky. Um, and I, I don't think I ever won a game at Shark Park. Um, that was just that was my bogey, my personal bogey team. Um, every time I'd go down there, would be howling wind and and usually some sleet and rain. And yeah, it's not your natural environment, is it? No, but, uh. no, I know. I, I like dry. I like dry paddocks. <laughs> <so> I can <laughs> use, use my speed to get around the wingers. <laughs> but that, um, every, yeah, bogey teams for me are the teams when you think about them the night before that you know it's going to be uncomfortable. Some teams you love playing, like you used to love playing. Some teams like the Bears, who are who physical. I love playing the Broncos, who are physical. Um, Manly were always physical. Canberra were physical, but they had Ricky Stewart. They had Laurie Daly. had Mal Meninga. They had Steve Walters. They had Gary Belcher. Everywhere on the bad side.
3: side. <laughs> oh, man.
5: Everywhere you, everywhere you go, you'd have to be on a high alert. And as for the Sharks down there, it was Just they just always seemed to have that uncanny knack of, of, of beating us when I played for Penrith.
4: In the middle of the 90s, Tone. I um, Every side was our bogey side. We we didn't win many games at all. And we were the, we were, we were. there was some years there where Canterbury, who probably had a better side on paper than us, just for some reason didn't like playing us. And we won that game and we didn't win a lot of games some years. And we always, if we'd play them twice for some reason, sort of maybe 96, 97, uh, we'd beat Canterbury. So we were, the, we were other teams' bogey sides, Love it. and every side was basically our bogey side. <laughs> <laughs> other than the teams that were, we were their bogey side. Does that make
1: any sense? Yeah, it does. It <laughs> makes absolute sense. Yeah. So look, before I let you go, because I know uh, that's where you have to... I'm going to finish to on that l- note. Yeah, you're going to finish on No, no, just finish. I'll just give you one last chance. You sure you don't want to take <laughs> the Dragons yep. out of your wooden spoon you spot? ask me again next week. The wooden spell I can't give you... I don't know if I've got you an- another week of grace. I'm offering you right now for your beginning of the year prediction. You predicted they would get the wooden spoon.
5: Or forever hold your tongue. Yep. Mm. <laughs> okay, Tony, the- I'll, you- I'll
1: take it. it. I'll yeah. take it. All <laughs> right. I'll take it.
5: You've done a George Costanza moment, <laughs> there, good. Okay, Jerry. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> okay, Jerry. I'm out.
1: <laughs> right, well done. Thank you so much. Peter Sterling will join us next.
0: The triple M. Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong install a rain